to episode 133 of the Customer Support Leaders podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. This week we're talking about support's relationship to sales, so stay tuned for five leaders talking about that very topic. I'd like to welcome back to the podcast today, uh, Greg Skirving. Greg, you've been on the podcast before, obviously, and you're an experienced support leader, but I know that you happen to have trodden the sales path as well. So you were keen to speak to our audience on this week of support's relationship to sales. Absolutely. Thanks, Charlotte. Uh, uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I, I consider myself very fortunate um, to have worked in what I call all, all the three days of the customer life cycle. Um, you know, every every company um, sells something on day one, day two, uh, it's delivered or, or implemented. And uh, of course, day three, there's ongoing support. Um, and, and again, I, I, I consider myself fortunate in my career to have worked in all three of those days, carried a bag with two different companies, managed SEs, business development and professional services. It's given me a unique, uh, unique perspective. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you think is, um, let, let's first very briefly talk about the positive sides of this relationship and transition between sales and support what what do you see generally works yeah yeah well um um uh, understanding the the distinct days or phases i think is critical um uh having good good processes to hand customers off uh good communication i mean that's that that's at obviously at the strategic level but uh at the uh individual contributor level um understanding um what everyone's role is uh you know there's an old saying never judge a uh, a man or a woman uh, until you've walked a mile in their shoes and uh you know you certainly see a lot of that in uh in in technology companies where you know support has a view of sales oftentimes it's a four letter word um and and sales is uh um you know oftentimes moves really quickly has a a tremendous responsibility to the organization i know my father used to say nothing happens until the sale is made so we don't get to implement anything we don't get to you know bill and recognize revenue we don't get to support customers if we don't if we don't sell something and uh, it uh, it really is a team effort um, from all all three of those silos mm. You used a couple of words there, which I think really stood out that I, I think actually speaks a lot to each side of this relationship's perception of the other. You said, you know, sales is really fast moving. And I think the converse of that is that support in any organization can almost be seen to be the the back end of this relationship that's kind of very slow moving, slow to evolve, uh, slow to respond. And and while obviously we are in a reactive mode as far as responding to customers goes once they're live we we don't necessarily have the reputation for being very agile and reactive in the moment to to getting the deal over the line from the salesman's perspective or salesperson's perspective right so i think there is this disconnect i mean i think from a support perspective that can give sales the illusion of seeming um 
to be single-minded. I'm, I'm trying to think of flattering ways to put this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seeming to be single-minded, seeming to be, to be a bit kind of gung-ho, a bit cowboyish, a bit kind of constantly after the money and, and with no thought to the, the after-sales experience, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, in the peer support world, I think, I think there's a misunderstanding. I mean, obviously that's, it's viewed as a cost center. That's a pretty typical uh, analogy. Um, And, and, you know, uh, support people um, tend to be a little more binary and, you know, why did the sale, you know, why why did the salesperson promise this and I'm not supporting this? That, That happens a little more in the implementation phase, of course, but, but again, it's it's a it's a it's a team, um, you know. Specifically in 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 support, oftentimes you'll hear things like, um, you know, referring to engineering as they. Well, you can't refer to anybody as they because we're all we. And uh, you know, if if we operate in silos in those in those you know three phases, um, it's it's a recipe for disaster, and it doesn't look good in front of the customer, um, you know. Sales really, really, their job is to get new customers and depending on how an organization is set up, uh, uh, maintain and grow. But, you know, in, in, you know, if, if we don't implement it well and we don't uh, uh, support it well, um, we'll lose customers, uh, won't get invited to RFPs and, uh, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll flat out lose customers. So, mm-hmm. so you talked there about having this uh, of using the language of we rather than they and i think the same could be true of most parts of the business and not just from support outwards but actually that having this having this culture that talks about the business as a whole entity rather than having these constituent parts that have to function in their own way disjoint however actually disjoint or not they may be even if you use that language it's quite divisive potentially isn't it Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, I'm big on perspective. Everybody has to has to view things from everyone's perspective, you know, namely the customer. So you so you have to use we, you can't use them. But even how sales views um, the implementation team and the implementation team needs to be able to juggle, uh, uh, you know, the odd, uh, the odd uh, nuance in the sales process. Um Every successful salesperson tells the truth 90% of the time. And it's obvious if you tell the truth 50% of the time, you may get some big deal in, but you know that's going to get backed out and you got one more chance and you're gone. But if you tell the truth 100% of the time as a salesperson, you, you, you don't get invited to any, any RFPs. You don't even get a chance to do a proof of concept. So from the implementation side, and again, I was on that as well, I need to know how to juggle that odd little nuance in the in the the, the implementation that you know may not have been you know, may have been positioned differently in the sales process but had we not done that we wouldn't have been able to, to to implement it so we can't just throw it over the fence and say you know sales you deal with it so um again you know, having worked in all three of these areas, it, it, you, you know, you you look at it from a perspective. So I think, I think uh, communication is important. Uh, recognition is, is a huge thing. I mean, that's a, that's a different thing on, on how different initiative as to how companies uh, um, 
uh, recognize and reward people. But uh, my my uh, second last company, you know, I mean, that was encouraged. We we had a program where salespeople could recognize uh, the support people for for their work. Just little things like that, you know, you know, thirty dollars here, fifty dollars there, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. That uh, that throwing it over the wall that you talked about from an implementation perspective is definitely, I think, how sales is viewed quite often by support, that sales will go out there and overpromise uh, and or, or even have no clue actually what support is or isn't capable of doing or should or should not be doing. They make the promises to make the deal, right? Yeah, and 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 again, like I say, if 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 salespeople tell the truth fifty percent of the time, you, you, you know, I mean, you, maybe you get one deal in, but 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 you're at risk with the company because yeah. they don't like backing out deals and backing out revenue. Um, but if you tell the truth a hundred percent of the time, you don't get invited to the RFPs. You don't make it past that stage. Mm-hmm. You don't get a chance to do the demo or the POC. So so because because your competitors are are fudging a little too so so that's a that's a just a natural behavior in sales to get the business but what's important is is you know good implementation people know that and know how to deal with it know how to sidestep it find a solution and then when it gets passed on uh, to support or if it happens to be the customer success manager uh, uh, who would do both that they know how to handle that and uh, you know back to we talked about sales being fast you know they you know, they, they don't have time to manage this and manage that and do that. And, and they view that's what, uh, you know, anything post sales is, is, is there for. So, um, you know, I'll go back to developing a great relationship within the company just makes it easier. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 133 for the show notes. And I'll see you next time. 